1: This is
0: Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin.
2: All right, what's up? Welcome in, Hardwood Handicappers. Jonathan Von Tobel, Kelly Bidlin alongside in this usual spot here in this time of the week. All right, we got I a lot get to get to. Uh, this is going to be a busy episode because there's a lot going on in the world of the NBA and uh, very much worth hitting on. So as we always do, we got to start with some of the news of the day hardwood headlines it's news of the day it's news of the week it's news of the year potentially uh, the golden state warriors so i was watching last night uh, had a bet on the golden state warriors in that game and actually had hope reignited when they went on a 19 to 1 run to start yeah. the third quarter uh, they looked great and again it's one of those where i was like this is the warriors team i bet on and then the unthinkable happened steph curry goes to swipe a ball um his it, it was weird kelly because it didn't look it looked innocuous. Like he went to go yeah. swipe the ball uh, from a bigger, stronger man, and yeah. it did nothing. And he just spins around in pain. His arm is limp on his side. He leaves, and we get the report today. He is out a few weeks, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, with that left shoulder injury. Warriors announced that it's officially a left shoulder subluxation. So no timeline for a return. It's really kind of gray in terms of what that even means. But this is obviously massive because Curry was, I think, if they had started to win, an MVP candidate, given how well he had been playing. But even if we're not talking about the award, Kelly, I think one of the most, if not the most valuable players to his team at this point right now, we can run through the numbers. But from the Warriors' perspective, a team that cannot win a road game to save their lives, a team that is right now, before the games on this Thursday night, the 10th seed in the Western Conference, how bad does this get for Golden State? I don't, I don't know, man. And
3: look the the home away thing is interesting. I just want to hit on that real quick. The home away thing is interesting because I think everybody keeps going to the oh man, this team is playing so bad on the road, right? Which is, which is true. It's true. But you go and look at those three point splits from home and away, and what opponents are doing at home, opponents are shooting under thirty percent from three. Like, that's something that's just not going to continue. So, like, I I mean, I think that's something that's, you know, even worse for for the Warriors, right? Like, I think right now a lot of people sit back and say, well, at least they're getting it done at home. Well, okay, that's going to, level's going to, you know, water's going to find its level with that three-point shooting, and it's going to rise with opponents over over the rest of the season. It's not like their three-point defense magically gets so much better at home. That's not Mm -hmm. what's going on here. You're just talking about missed shots. So, that's a concern. Obviously, having Curry out um, is massive. I mean, when we talk on-off on-off splits, right? I mean, he is what, if not the number one player in the league, he's got to be top three right yep. now with what the rest of that team's put uh, putting together on the court. Um, you and I have hit on this several several times. This team had a plan heading into this season that I mean, I think we were all buying. We saw what they we saw what they did last year, obviously winning a championship. I and mean, these young guys, you expected to come in and meld together with the older veteran players and create this team that was going to be, you know, by far the best team in the West. And we just haven't seen that. So take Steph out of this lineup. It puts a lot of pressure on Jordan Poole, most of all, right? Like most of all, it puts pressure on Jordan Poole to score night in and night out. And probably an unfair amount of pressure on guys like Clay Thompson for, you know, for the point that he's at in his career with all the injuries and age and everything. Um and then some of the younger guys are going to have to step up. So yeah, I think there's serious concerns for the, for for this Warriors team. Now, if Steph is healthy, I don't you know, we're not going to play doctor here, but you see Steph Curry and they say a few weeks, immediately in my mind JVT, I think a month plus, right cuz right. it's Steph. Why rush him back? This is all about making it to the playoffs and if they make it to the playoffs still healthy and maybe this time with him out I'll let some of these younger guys get better. Yeah, this team could probably. I still think this team is, you know, is going to make a run in the Western Conference playoffs.
2: Uh, I agree. If if he's going to be out there, they just essentially they just need to get in, right? Like that's kind of the thing you're thinking of. And Curry's going to play enough, like minutes wise, and your rotations get tighter, and your bench, the the depth does not matter as much as much, I should say, in the postseason. So it's going to help you out. Um, No, I, I look, I agree with all the points. I'm just really curious like how bad this gets going forward for them mm-hmm. without him, right? For some some who don't know some of the numbers, Steph Curry off of the floor, Warriors are outscored by 9.8 points per 100 possessions. Uh, the problem is their offense. Their offense only scores 103 points per 100 possessions. They turn it over on 19.4% of their possessions. They're absolutely an atrocious offensive team without him out there. And to give you an idea for anybody who is wondering, now, uh, if over
3: 19 rebounds or 19 yep. turnovers, like that's incredible.
2: Yep. Um, what's it called? For those who are wondering, too, to give you an idea of how bad it is, the only team that would have a worse net rating than the Steph Curryless Warriors are the San Antonio Spurs yeah. uh, for the season. Spurs in terms of non-garbage time offense are going to be a net rating negative 10.4, and Charlotte is at a negative 7.3. So worse than Charlotte. And just better than the San Antonio Spurs are the Warriors without Steph Curry. So uh, that's that's the first part, right? Which yeah. is how bad this gets for them, how much of a bet against team they become. I, I'm really curious as to what that really means for them, right? As we kind of look forward mm-hmm. uh, to the season and what these next few weeks are going to be. And Kelly, here's the other part, which is like, are you tempted to go and look at Golden State Warriors? No. To make the playoffs right because let me let, let's paint this picture mm-hmm. let's say it's a few weeks again the time the timetable is very vague right. let's say it's a month what if they win like two or three games what if these numbers are true what if they are the san antonio spurs without steph curry and all of a sudden a month passes you've won maybe two or three games you are in such a hole in the western conference that you look around and you go why like what's the point of bringing this guy back to potentially dig us out of a hole why don't we just hey, Victor Wembanyama, Scoot Henderson? Why don't we enter this fray now as a team that could potentially use this? Yeah. Right, right. I mean, why not? Just again, it depends on what happens in those few weeks. Sure, but but yeah. like that is that is something that I think is worth at least mulling over in the next couple of days before right the the ball starts rolling down the hill on whatever this team's going to be, because if it goes poorly enough, and again, this timeline's vague enough. A few weeks could also be like eight weeks, man. You know what right. I mean? It could be two months. Who knows what it could be in no, terms I, of this injury?
3: I hear what you're saying. It, you know, and that's something, you know, we've talked about in the past too. I, I think that there's, look, the talent that is going to be women, Yama, the scoot, especially, and maybe, you know, maybe it stops there, maybe it doesn't, but we're talking about generational talent, in my opinion, when you're talking about women, Yama. I, I mean, I think that that kid is going to be absolute, an absolute freak. So mm-hmm. I don't really care what team you are in the NBA, JVT. You, you lose a player like Steph, and, and for that amount of time, you know, in the middle of the season like this, I think every team has to think that. You're, if you're making smart bi- bi- uh, business and basketball decisions, that's how you need to be thinking if you're any franchise out there right now. So, yeah, um, I'm picking up what you're putting down there, and I think that's absolutely something you need to keep in mind. Now, it's not something that... I, I I just gotta see it first for a while, man. You know what I mean? Like you you like you're right. The numbers tell us how bad they are with Steph. I'm I it's gonna take me a couple weeks before I'm fully on like the there's this team doesn't have a chance at all. Right. Like they're going nowhere. But you know, for the for the near future, okay, so they're going up against 76ers tomorrow night, catching about seven and a half points. It's not it's not a game I'm looking to get involved with, but I think beyond that, absolutely, it's a team you need to start targeting near, uh, you know, in the short term. I'll, I'll target them until they figure it out, right? And figure out how to play and how how to, I mean, really offensively, score effectively, right? Without Steph Curry on the court, um, that that's something they're going to have to figure out. And, and until they do, I'll be fading
2: cowards i was looking around trying to find uh some playoff numbers on the warriors cowards won't hang, they won't hang it uh by the way i, 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 love, the ca- that you,
3: I love that you use that word by the way that's i i use that word more often to describe sports books than any others it's just yeah. cowards yeah cowards.
2: Post you're, gonna, Come you're on. gonna make you're gonna hold all right you're gonna have a whole percentage whatever it is you're gonna hold some money all right put put some stuff up let's go exactly. uh by the way uh put put something put a pin in the uh philadelphia 76ers i have something to bring up for them in a little bit Okay. um so that's the other part. So there's, I think there's two ways to look at this, right? Okay. So there's two. It's like I don't know if you're like a Marvel kind of nerd or anything like that. I'm not like a nerd, but I enjoy comics and stories and things like that, right? I've seen the movies. Okay, so that counts. So remember in you remember in the uh, the Avengers uh, end or whatever the war game, the Infinity War, right? The whole thing was uh, splits of time and like the different pathways, right? So we've already yeah. gone down one. So we've gone down the time tra- the time travel lane, whatever, in which the warriors are terrible and maybe there's something there. Here's the other path that you could take. And this is something Matt Brown and I talked about. You wait until you get news that he's going to come back. And then you dive right into the MVP market with Steph Curry. Because those odds are only, he's at 13 to 1 now. Those odds are only going to get you know worse for him to win this award. And if it's on the short end of the timeline of his recovery, like Kelly, again, I bring bring up the Pacers game, which got hurt. He had 38 points Mm -hmm. in the third quarter. Oh, he was was, cruising. He was insane. He was insane. And and they they were going to come back and potentially win and cover that game. They were only one-and-a-half-point favorites. Like, they were going to come back and potentially win and cover that game. He's playing at such an incredible level of basketball that the positive path, right, that splits off is he's only out for, like, two, three, four weeks. They tread water – and he comes back. He's the exact same dude. And he grabs them by the scruff of their neck and brings them to like the sixth seed in the Western Conference. <laughs>
3: uh, and I hear you. I think. I mean, look, I've definitely got that that in the back of my mind too. I think what I would be sooner to bet is Warriors, just period, in the, to win the West, something like that. Yeah, it, is what i probably bet instead of MVP. But only, the, only I only say that because man, there, there's a there's this feels a little bit like last year, I guess, in the sense that there are multiple guys putting up amazing seasons right now. Right. It's so I think it's just it's just the fact of he's gonna have to work himself back into a race that involves about I mean, currently involves about three guys, four guys, and I don't really see that changing.
2: Yeah. So that's so a positive. I, th- test. I
3: think I think that's how I would approach it, but completely understand why you guys are thinking that way. Right?
2: Yeah. And and again, I want to stress too, for anybody listening, who's thinking like, Oh, that's a good idea. You don't bet it. Now you wait, you you wait until he's about to come back or something like that, because those odds are again, he's like, he got adjusted, like 13, 14 to Mm one. It's only going to go to like 20 to one. It's not going to get better over the next couple of weeks until he comes back. So that's something to just sit back and wait. But uh, again, this is fascinating because this team's been terrible, just flat out terrible without him. And I'm really interested to see what they're going to do here. Uh, from a strategy standpoint, once this thing gets rolling. So really quickly, you mentioned the team that they're going to play next. So they're seven point underdogs to the Philadelphia 76ers. So when the season began, Kelly, I I think I wrote about this in the guide, which was, I had a piece in the guide about futures, right? And one of the things that I noted was, look, there's ebbs and flows to a season. And yes, there are teams I want to bet to win the NBA finals, but you just wait, there's Mm -hmm. injuries, there's poor play, and for some reason, and I've always said this, I don't know why on good teams the books really adjust to anything from a future standpoint in the NBA or like any yeah. other. Right for a while, because like they're like you know there's going to be teams that get better or worse or whatever it no, is. It's like a, it's all a of good this, point. all of this is factored in. But here's the point, the, huh? especially for those top
3: teams. I'm sorry, i right, right you. Right, off. but yeah, you're, you're talking. I mean the Celtics, the Bucks. Like okay, yeah, fine. If Giannis goes out, as long as he's not out for the year, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I'm I'm with you. I wouldn't
2: really be adjusting him much at all. So the 76ers get off to a eh, start to start the season. Then the injuries start picking up, right? Tyrese Maxey goes down. James Harden goes down. Joel Embiid misses some time. Well, now Harden and Embiid are back together. And you, you've you been keeping track of this every day. Their offensive numbers, since Harden has come back, are bleeping awesome. Yeah, And they're putting up really good offensive ratings on a night-to-night basis. So I, I bring this up because... One of the teams I wrote about, which was, I like this team, but I'm going to wait, was the Philadelphia 76ers. My buy price was like 16 to 1. I can get them at 24 to 1 to win the NBA finals. Why can't Philadelphia be the team some of us? I can't remember where you were at with them. I think you were high on them from a regular season standpoint. Yeah, 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 high-ish. Why couldn't they not be the team we expected them to be still?
3: I don't, I don't think that there is any reason why they can't still be that team that, that you expect them to be. My my only problem is the I think it's the for me it would be be careful what bets I make because I don't I I I John, I think Milwaukee and Boston are so strong. I think it's going to be it's going to be one of the two. And I re- I really you can call me out. You can call me out in the next couple months if I waver on this. I, haven't, I have not thought differently before the season or since the season started, and I don't foresee myself thinking differently about the Eastern Conference anytime time going forward. Mm. That's fair. So, so, I got to tell you. But that's me, right? That, yeah. That's me. I know you're higher on the Sixers. I, you know, I know you're higher on that team. So I understand it. I get it. Um, it you know, Obviously, that next tier, to me, that next tier down is Philly, is Brooklyn. Um, you know, and then after that, there's another
2: significant drop. The team that I am wavering on is obviously Milwaukee, like Milwaukee. And again, injury has been part of it. So I'm trying hard not to like, and again, it's not to say that they stink. Like yeah. if I waver on them, they're the third best team in the Eastern conference and the difference between them and Philadelphia is minuscule. Right. right. So like, that's, what I, but you know, I'll, we'll see what happens with them moving forward, obviously. And that's why I don't want to draw too strongly to the conclusion on Milwaukee. Because again, Drew Holiday's hurt once more. So he's not going to mm-hmm. be in the lineup consistently and they need them out there. Chris Middleton just came back. So again, give him time to get ready. I just, to your point, which you kind of brought up there, I was high on Philadelphia coming into the season. And I, I, it's not that I wasn't even worried. I was just like, all right, let's see how they get out of this funk over the first two months or something like that. Yeah. Hardens come back and they looked relatively solid. And again, it's just about value, right? It's about snatching up totally. numbers. That that were not there at the beginning of the season. And a team that at some spots was 12 to 1 to win an NBA finals, you can get now at twice that price. Yeah, and they're still not completely in. whole, you know. You're getting double in.
3: Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's one of those, regardless of what I have to say, it's a good bet just because of what the numbers are. Yeah. All
2: right, here so, we go. Yeah, I'm gonna make this yeah, bet yeah, while I'm we're with talking. You, man. No, I'm we're with in. you. I'm gonna make this bet while we're talking. Uh, all right. So another thing to bring up here, um, as we move through some of the headlines, this is kind of gonna take up most of the episode because there's it, there actually is kind of a lot going on here in the NBA. Um, this will be somewhat quick. I saw this tweet the other day and I thought it was pretty good. I think it was Raheem Palmer who works over at the ringer. Uh, yeah. and the tweet was after the first quarter between Atlanta and Orlando, does Nate McMillan even make it home? Uh, the
3: Hawks, <laughs> I saw a couple of those. Yep.
2: <laughs> the, the Hawks are an absolute nightmare right now. And I don't want to be too unfair. We've talked about them a couple of times. Right. And one of the things with them too has been injury, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just came back. And then how he comes back? What happens? Dejounte Murray leaves due to injury. Yeah. Now Clint Capella is going to miss some time. Having said that, Kelly, they are inconsistent as all hell. Yep. I, I like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I don't think this. I don't think Nate McMillan is a particularly good coach. He just got lightning in a bottle in one season, and this is where we're at right now. Um, but what? What? I mean, I don't think there's really anything other to bring up. than Clint Capella is not going to be there, and now you're down your two best defenders in Clint Capella and Dejounte Murray
3: yeah, it's massive. Uh, this team's a mess right now. We hit on them a bit last week. Uh, you know, look, they were a team I were I was higher on heading into into the season. I thought they might be that kind of five six seed in the east. and and look, I like like we talked about, I think teams do go through dips. What makes this a little bit different though, is you've got on top of the injuries, a bunch of dysfunction, right? You've got a guy like John Collins out right now that there are all the trade rumors swirling around. Um, I, I, I I don't, I can't remember if I said this on, on this pod, uh, on this pod last week or one of the shows this week. I do believe that in the next, you know, month, two months, we're going to see a, uh, Nate McMillan, bye bye and Mm -hmm. we're, and we're going to see John Collins moved. Um, but the thing is, I thing is, I think John Collins is a piece you can move. From a good team, we don't see this often in the NBA, right? A, good, a, a decent team or good team trading a good piece in return for a good piece, right? That better fits their team. And I think they have the opportunity to do that with John and Collins. Um, and I think it's going to happen. So they're another team that I expect to still be kind of, I, I think they'll get, ba- get things back together towards the end of the season. Um, but yes, the dysfunction's undeniable. Um, and you know, it kind of led me to making a bet, uh, in this division. So, okay.
2: so <laughs> Yes. So let's set this up really quickly because I will say, so one of the things that I, I, that I like talking to you about outside of the NBA is you and I generally kind of track in terms of our thoughts, right? Like there's a, there's a lot of the times where I, I, I find it very rare where you and I disagree on things, right? Yeah, like we, yeah. we generally have a, a pretty similar mindset on a lot of things. And I was, I saw, was it the clip on Twitter? I think it was Yeah. where I was watching it and I'm like, okay, yeah, I think I know where Kelly's going with this. Him and Drew, blah, blah, blah. You and Drew Dinsick, I should say. Uh, Hey, you know, we made a bet. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I I think I know where they're going. Oh, no, I don't know where they're going with this. Uh, I thought it was something with this team, but not this strong. So go ahead and and, and play this.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is, I mean, just taking into account all the dysfunction that's going on with Atlanta, Miami, a team that you and I have both not been high on since the beginning of the season. uh, It's just, I mean, they are... Look, are they probably going to limp into the playoffs? Sure. They have enough to get there. I don't think Miami's not going anywhere. They lack scoring. They haven't done anything with this roster to truly improve it in the past couple years. Yep. And the and the the growth that they thought they were going to get out of guys just isn't there. And it's, it's unfair to expect Tyler Hero to be able to score 30 points a night. And they just don't have the rest of consistent scoring guys that can create their own shot. It's just not there. Then you talk about the Hornets. Me and you have talked about this team a bunch. What the heck are the Hornets going to do this year? Besides, they should be in the tank the entire season. So put them out of the picture. And you got the Wizards dealing with injuries like they have. I think you and I, I don't want to speak for you, I like some of the pieces that Washington has, but all you keep hearing about is, you know, they're going to be moving some of these guys, right? So the Magic quietly won four in a row against some good teams. Uh, I think they play real strong at home. The Wagner brothers have been great. Bancaro's back in the lineup. Bull Bull's been fun to watch.
2: So you're going to uh, bet them over their adjusted win total, right?
3: I'm going I'm to bet them over their adjusted win total, JVT. Well, I haven't yet. What I did do is take a monster number on them to win the division with all this other dysfunction going on. So, no, it, no it's funny you bring that up because it, it, that is a bet I'm probably going to add. But I wanted to ju- I wanted to jump on the division number because it had already been moving. Drew, Drew and I were talking about this, and, and all the credit to him because he talked about making this bet. And I was like, it, it, kind of like your reaction, right? I was like, wow, that's aggressive. But it's just simply a numbers play where – Okay, you can find them. Like I got them at two forty to one. Drew got bet him at six hundred to one. Yeah, it's just one of those. Okay, if we simulate this division out a thousand times, a hundred thousand times, whatever. You're telling me that one out of every two hundred times the Magic can't win this division. I I don't believe that. I think they can. I think they could one out of every two hundred times. So it is completely a numbers play. I still. I mean, I have plenty of Hawks bets. So it's one of those. Yeah. Look, it's it's. Uh, I'm not going to be upset if the Hawks end up winning this division at all, so, because I do have a bet for them to win the division. Um, so it is, it is just purely a numbers play. I think there is value at 200 to one. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, what do you think the right price for this team should be to win the division? And that's what me, Drew and I were kicking around. I'm like, I don't know. I think anywhere from 50 to 75 to one is probably the fair price. So when you're I, when you're talking 200, then it's a no-brainer. Put a few bucks down on it, but you know, even if we're talking what I think the real price should be 50 to one, 75 to one. Okay, guys, it's still a long shot. I know it's a long shot. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just grabbing a number that I still think is way higher than
2: it should be. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I, I, will, I think to your overall point, I think Miami's presence in this division has warped the odds in general, right? So yeah. like the yes, odds are have. going to be skewed toward Miami because they're viewed as a stronger team than they are at this point right now. Mm-hmm. And so thus, as we always talk about in these th- the kind of markets, that is somewhere in that market there is going to be value. And I would say, yes, like when you're talking about the pure odds of at the seven, what did you say, 275 is what you got it that? 240. 240. Like that, there is, I think, value literally in a percentage like that, it should probably be higher for the Orlando Magic. I just like what we were talking about here, the way I would manifest that value is like going for like an adjusted win total of 26 mm-hmm. and a half, obviously one that you have a higher a chance of hitting at, but less of a payout. But I, I don't, I'm not going to push back against it um in terms of like the probabilities this division stinks yeah like this this division sucks It's flat out stinks
3: yeah now yeah you know it's one of those where you kind of like we played both sides of it with golden state right like you can do that with atlanta too right like right. i i'm kind of on the side where yeah golden state and atlanta i'm kind of on the side with both of them of look yeah i think they're going to have a rough next you know probably 4 to 6 weeks or 4 to 8 weeks or whatever but i still expect them to kind of be there at the end in the playoff picture but, but having said all that, there's definitely a chance this completely falls apart and they're not. You know, you know what I mean. It is. It could get really ugly down
1: there. Yeah,
2: man. So I have to look this up. I don't know the. I don't know the specifics of it at all. Um. Man, so because do you, have, what,
3: the, do you have the wind total in front of you? I'm going to look it up right now. Twenty six. Yeah, I mean, like that's a bet. Like I, yeah. I, I already had that planned a bet. I just wanted to make sure. See, see, I even see a 25-and-a-half.
2: Okay, yeah. See, I, I just looked at, uh, I think, somewhere else. Yeah, but yeah, 26-and-a-half. i am betting
3: that uh, for sure. I'll bet yeah. that right after the show.
2: Are you – I can't remember the rules. So if you win your division, you're into the postseason, you're guaranteed a top-six seed in this new format or no? Oh,
3: God. Yeah, I think that's
2: what it is. Well, I'm just curious because can you imagine if your scenario it's plays six. out? Yeah, can you imagine six. if your scenario plays out and the three seed gets the Orlando magic? <laughs> right <laughs> you know what i mean like, they like said the sixers magic <laughs> right like you know how like happy like the three seed would be like oh this is great this right. is awesome! <laughs> be, this is one of the greatest things i've ever seen uh
3: and, and I, I do think what you know one final point on the magic before we move on it's the i, I know this is like way too basketball it was kind of funny because we were talking about this this morning on numbers game and gills just kind of i am put i am laying this huge breakdown and i can tell gills just kind of smirking over there like like in his head, like waiting for me to finish, but it's, yeah, Kelly, it's a numbers play. I got it. Like
2: everybody's yeah. got it.
3: Um, But like, you know, we, we've talked about all these other teams, like Milwaukee you were talking about. It's like the magic are one of those teams that hasn't been healthy all year either.
2: Correct. You know
3: what I mean? Like they, they, they haven't been healthy all year. Um, And, and geez, like the fact that they can even just get a point guard back in the lineup is huge.
2: Dude, for them. As somebody who would bet on that, bet on them a couple of times, like when they essentially were having bull bowl, bowl, play point guard, God, those were some excruciating offenses to watch. Like, that was bad. Yeah. It was really bad, to your point. Like, they had no ball hand- and still the ball handling is still pretty thin at this point right now. Oh, it is, yeah. But the fact that they can get a dude who can dribble is like the only <laughs> but, thing that they really needed.
3: Right. Like, <laughs> outside of year one, I don't think I ever expected again to say, thank God, Markel Fultz is back around.
2: Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's, let's take a break really quickly. We've got a couple of other things uh, to hit on, and then, of course, we'll do our usually quick uh, look ahead at Friday here on Hardwood Handicappers.
0: At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
2: All right, coming back here on the pod, we got a couple of other topics to get to before we get to uh, Friday. So I wanted to bring up one thing to you, and this is a quick topic, but I want to get your thoughts on it, right? Um, because I was kind of throwing this back and forth in my brain when I was watching Mavericks-Bucks the other night. Um, and I don't know if you saw that. It was ridiculous, like a ridiculous finish, but like Brooke Lopez actually hit the game-winning shot uh they they drew up. it was are you talking
3: about dallas missed six free throws down yes. the stretch yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a I, was on I, I was on milwaukee money line yeah yeah, yeah. As, I I think, was, as was i i think that's probably one that me and you should never forget for the rest of the season because when yes. we're complaining about a bad well, beat we had that happen
2: that well and because too like they were down by what like 13 and a third like the third quarter <laughs> yeah. came out that was such a brilliant game too because one like i like when people like coaching doesn't matter it does and mm-hmm. in that game bud was like huh Brooke Lopez is getting his ass kicked. He like, we can't drop anymore against Luka Doncic. We should probably stop doing this. And so he benched Brooke Lopez until the end of the game when Giannis fouled out and uh, Lopez is eventually the hero. But it, it, but it, I want to bring this up because it has to do with Brooke Lopez. So Brooke Lopez is up there in terms of defensive player of the year odds, right? And a lot of people find him as some sexy candidate to potentially win this award. It was off to a really hot start in terms of the blocks and whatnot. And this is just one small topic that we don't spend a lot of time on. I don't think Brooke Lopez can win the award. Me either. And I, And I think that game is the exact reason why you cannot be and some of it is scheme but you cannot be the defensive player of the year and be forced against certain teams to be benched for the vast majority of the second half because the possessions in which you are on the floor the other team is absolutely roasting you because of the way that you're playing defensively yep right and it's not like he's a poor defender bud puts him in that position because they play a bunch of drop coverage but how can that be? Like, right, you understand what I'm kind of uh, getting oh, at totally,
3: there? Oh, totally, totally. If th- if this was a market that I could bet a no price on, I'd right. ha- I'd be hammering the no price on, on Brooke Lopez. I mean, right now with DraftKings, he's even money. I mean, yeah. that's that's insane. It, it, I'm with you. I I don't think he is even money in this market, John. I think if if you had to if you had to say, Kelly, put a percentage chance on he wins this award. It's sub five percent to me. Yep. Like like it is that low. Um, I'm glad you brought this up because it's actually one I wanted to talk about for, for a little while. Um, uh, uh, Brooke, you got him at even money. OG Ananobi plus 550, who's hurt right now. I, I know you love him. I love him. I don't know if we're going to see back to back years where a wing defender wins this award, right? right? So then automatically we're talking about, to me, there is value on anybody behind that. So we're talking six to one on Giannis, Jaron Jackson, 10 to one. But uh, you know what I'm mad about? I, I got talked off of making a, a off season Jackson defensive player of the year bet because we knew he was going to be coming back from the injury. Right. And it was going to be a little questionable of when he was going to come back, but <laughs> it was the odds that were hanging out there on him. I'm like, I still think this is worth the bet. I still think this is worth the bet. I yeah. never ended up betting it. Now he's sitting here at 10 to one. I'm angry. I didn't bet it. Um, But look, I think he's probably still a good bet. And, I mean, like, there's a, there's other names out here, uh, JVT, and we're like, I know, I know Rudy Gobert hasn't had the most amazing season.
2: He but stinks. This he stinks. Don't tell a, me about him. He stinks.
3: <laughs> He's still going to put up a bunch of the numbers that these guys look at. 25 to 1 on Rudy Gobert in this kind of market. I'd rather bet that than a lot of these other guys at the top. Um, I don't know. And then there's other, like, like, I'm, just, like I'm just working now. So, Brooke, OGN, Nobi, Giannis. Then you get to the Giannis thing of, okay, do Giannis and Brooke possibly steal a, a votes from each other? Or if, if these guys are both up here towards the end of the year, or does this become a Boston situation from last year, right? Where right. I think, you, like you have said a lot and others have said, this award was going to Robert Williams. And then he got hurt, and, and they wanted to give it to someone on the Celtics for how good a defense they, play, they played all right. year. And it goes to Marcus Smart. Is that maybe what happens here with the Milwaukee Bucks? Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. My point overall, though, is I don't have an answer for who you should bet on in this market right now, but there's, if you've got conviction on anybody, there is absolutely value down the board.
2: So there's a couple of things. Um, first off, yeah, I agree, and it'll be interesting to see what the market does with Giannis and Brooke as the the year goes along. So I've got the best. I've got one bet in this market that I did before the season started. I have Evan Mobley at 40-1 to, to win defensive player of the year. Okay, He's at 12-ish to 1 wherever it is. You yeah, did not totally. say the name that I was hoping you would say. That I believe is the name that is worth looking at here. The other Cavalier. Last night oh, I Jared watched. Allen. Yeah, I, I watched. So first off, he misses some time. Their defense kind of stinks. Mm-hmm. I watched Kelly against Luka Doncic. He tries to do his thing where he's like, oh, I'll just pick on the opposing center, and he gets Jared out, Al- Jared Allen out on the perimeter, and Allen's like, Nah, like yeah. I'm nope, I'm not that guy, pal. I'm not that guy. Like I'll go out there, I'll guard on the perimeter. It won't be the most beautiful thing in the world, but I'll body you up. You're, you're not bigger than me. I'll stay in front of you just enough. I'm long enough that I can keep some distance and you won't be able to shoot over me, right? And I can yep. still contest that really well. And I watched a couple of defensive possessions and I'm like, and I'm going through some of the numbers, like he's better defense. He's more impactful defensively than Evan Mobley. Why oh, not totally. Jared Allen, yeah, right? Totally. Allen is freaking awesome. Why not him? Yeah, it's uh, it's
3: one of those. Look, I think Mobley, Mobley's Mo, Mo, still he's still growing as an NBA player, right? Yeah. Defensively, I don't th- I don't think you made a bad bet at all. Obviously, he's down to twelve to one. This, guy, right. this guy's going to be in the race, and he's probably going to be in the race for years to come. Uh, you know, right up there, kind of as a J- Jaron Jackson, you know, kinda in that same mold of Jaron Jackson. Uh, I mean, dude, dude, I th- I think you picked up on a good one there. Jared Allen is a guy that. When it comes to player props, I've made this year, I would guess without looking, I would guess 25% of player prop bets I've made so far this season have been on Jared Allen over points and rebounds or over rebounds. Just because yeah. you have these, uh, you have these teams that just don't have centers that can't match up, and he is such a massive force inside. And then yes, the blocks come along, the defense comes along that he brings. The team defense went on off on off with him is mass is a massive difference. So yeah, you're right. I, th- that would be a bet. I think it makes a ton of sense,
2: and uh, I just want to point out because I my to point out my rage about Rudy Gobert, uh, just really quickly. I like he's had a bad year. I've watched a lot of Timberwolves basketball because I have this win total on them, and well, you know it just happened disaster. to be that way. Yeah. He, he's been bad on both ends of the floor. He has begged. Here's the thing that irritates me. Uh, you know, if you listen to a lot of like podcasts or, or read articles, one of the things is he wants to get more involved in the offense. Here's an idea: get your hands out of the cement, then because mm-hmm. you have stone hands he can catch nothing kelly last night against the clippers for example right i don't know if you how much you watched There's a possession where Anthony Edwards throws a lob up to him. He has no idea what to do with it. He has no (laughs) idea what to do with it. Like completely just flails at it. He can't catch it. There's another possession where Edwards kind of beats his guy, but it helped the defender comes over. So Edwards is like, all right, let me just slam this in here to Rudy Gobert, a pocket pass it to him, and he can get this and go up with it. Just hits him right in the groin. He's got no idea. He fumbles it around. I'm like, bro. And look, these are all offensive things I'm talking about, but he's been part of the reason why they stink. You know what I mean? They've been trying to get him more involved on offense, and he has not been good. They are trying to give him more post-ups. He stinks when he posts the ball up because he can't do anything with it. He's got no touch on his hook shot. Like, it's just – he is. they have not been good, but he has been part of it. He has not been good. And even watching last night against the Clippers, because I I laid it with Los Angeles, I'm like, if the Clippers can just score at a relatively efficient clip, they're going to cover this game because Mm -hmm. Minnesota can't score worth a bleep, and they're defending them like crazy. And all they have to do is just hit some open shots, and the Clippers will be fine. What happened? Clippers started hitting shots in the third quarter. They pulled away, and they ended up winning and covering. That's my Rudy Gobert rant. But I think he has stunk this year, and I don't think there's any way he can win that award for Defensive Player of the Year.
3: Well, I think I think the other the other problem Minnesota has is okay if this continues, right? Like, and if you finish the year, I don't think I expect them to make any drastic in season changes. But you finish the season, I don't know, five hundred ish, a little above. Yeah. What do you do? Like, I mean, what do? You, how do you view this team? And what the heck do you do going forward? Because you I mean, you got to change this up. Obviously, what we all thought was going to be one of the Western Conference success stories, has been a disaster so far. And I don't, I don't know why we would see like that. You know, this kind of like it's kind of like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to me, right? It's like why are we expecting anything to change? You know, yeah. I mean, like I don't like I'm not. I'm not exp- like like you just said like, I'm not expecting Rudy Gobert to all of a sudden turn into a twenty point per game scorer overnight. You know what I mean? Like what Anthony Anthony Edwards has to go out there and score forty a night, like for this team to be okay? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's not that's not gonna happen. Uh one other names one other name is just catching my eye looking this defensive player of the year. Um, you know, Robert Williams, what set to return to tomorrow, we think. Yep.
2: Uh, uh, it's the officially the Magic game, whenever that is. That's Friday, yeah, right? Tomorrow.
3: Yeah, tomorrow. Yep. So a hundred to one on him. I know he he hasn't played a second this season. I still think there's plenty enough time for him to uh, work his work his way, way up in that award race.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, that's true. And and by the way, sympathy vote. Should have won exactly. it last year. Exactly. Should have won it last year. You're and gonna and all you're gonna hear is that narrative down the stretch if he's yep. actually in the race for this. Yep. If he's doing it, uh, I also want to point out before we go to the uh, things and this is we don't have to build this at all because the Pistons are you know not great. But but I made the joke the other day because people are bitching and moaning about like refunds now in the sports gambling space, um, and I said I had this little mini rant on VSIN today, but I want to tell you, podcast listeners, I don't mean to alienate any of you, uh, but. If you are somebody who has tweeted at a sports book, hey, I want a refund because of X. Screw you. Okay, you're annoying. Um, outside of that, though, I bring this joke up because I I texted Jeff Bent or uh, tweeted Jeff Benz. I was like, hey, I have an over on Kate Cunningham or on the Detroit Pistons win total. Do I get a refund because Cade Cunningham is done for the year? Uh, obviously not. So it stinks. But I wanted to point this out because Kelly, one, I actually don't think I'm dead in the water here. First off, I got the best number. I got 26 and a half. It closed 29 and a half, So. I've got it a little bit on the low end. It's a good position to be in. Have you been seeing what Killian Hayes has been doing lately? Not really. Killian no. Hayes. Yeah, I was going to say Killian Hayes in the overtime win against Charlotte, 25.7 rebounds, eight assists on nine of 19 shooting from the floor. He had a 17, six and 12 game. That's a 17.6 rebounds and 12 assists against the Pelicans. He had 22, four and eight against the Mavericks. Like all of a sudden, Killian Hayes is developing like right before everybody's eyes. Like he's he's coming what they kind of expected him to be. So I just wanted to point that out, give him some props because he's been playing pretty well. But the Pistons have been kind of covering numbers, playing some relatively decent basketball. They're at I think nine wins already. So we'll see if they can get there. Uh, but also worth pointing out as we inch closer and closer to trade deadline season, yes, Sadiq Bay has been thrown out there as an option for the Miami Heat, and I would love that fit if they got him but just worth pointing out. That's all I wanted to do.
3: Well, that's what I was going to, that's what I was going to ask you though. It's, it's how many guys on that team do we expect to be on the block?
2: Right.
3: On the trading block. Right. It's, I mean, you, you would think you would think Sadiq Bay, we've already seen those reports. We've seen Boyan, uh, uh, tied into reports. Um, I mean, in my mind, I think those two at least are gone. Uh, and possibly even more. I, I don't. I don't
2: know. I don't know. But that's going to be a Killian Hayes show by the time the season. Right.
3: <laughs> exactly. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I. It, it is. It's really pathetic. But I think for guys like you and me, it's like when I watch when I, when I watch uh, teams like that, it is all I do is I'll watch Boyan hit like two threes, and then I start thinking of what teams I'd most like to see him on. It's just like, it's so unfair to some of these like NBA smaller market teams and bad teams. And like, you just, you know, he's gone. Like he's not staying there. Like if you're a Detroit Pistons fan, don't go buy any Boyan Bogdanovich jerseys anytime soon.
2: They are. They're kind of my guilty pleasure. Like I haven't done it yet this season, but like last year. There was like a good like seven week stretch where I would text Patrick Maher about the Pistons like every time they play because he's a Pistons <laughs> fan and like yeah. he, he actually like, really follows them. And so, like, I would tweet him, like, I would text him all the time, be like, Hey, did you see what the see what Bay did today? <laughs> like, I for some reason enjoyed this team. That
3: 50 point game last year, right? Remember yep. that? Yeah,
2: yeah, got that, it. That was when they were great. Now, no, Kate Cunningham, and it, it does seem a little uh, down. No, they and by the way, I should correct myself, they have eight wins, not nine. So, uh, Come on, baby. Come on. Get up there. All right. Uh, Did you have anything else you want to get to before we got to Friday? Any other topics? No, no, I'm good.
3: Yeah, let's go to Friday.
2: Let's go to Friday. Uh, We do have quite the slate on Fridays, as usual. I would say uh, the highlights are no particular order, Celtics magic because of your bet and the fact that Robert Williams comes back. So we get to see what that's going to look like. Um, The train wreck that the Warriors could be as seven-point underdogs to the Philadelphia 76ers. The Nets, don't look now, the Nets playing some pretty good basketball on the road against Toronto, which is interesting because the Nets are – I see a one-point spread in favor of Brooklyn on the road against Toronto, so that's pretty good because Toronto is actually a pretty good home team. Um, Blazers on the road against the Mavericks. Pretty interesting game there. Mavericks coming off of a smack around at the hands of the Cavaliers. And the Nuggets on the road against the Los Angeles Lakers. These are the highlights. We have other games as well. Yep.
3: I got – I have three games circled, one I already made a bet on Okay. Um, I took I took, I already took a small piece of magic plus thirteen and a half.
2: <laughs> Knew you would.
3: Let's go. Yeah. Uh, I already took a piece of that. Uh, th- I think this might be my first time this year, John, getting in front of the Boston Celtics trade. I uh, join the talking. party! Let's go.
2: I'm <laughs> in. I, I I I don't give a damn. I had somebody tweet me. They were like, "How could anybody like?" Because it was one of these. I had two things. Right. It was that. It was a Suns game. It all came from that Suns game, right? I had one person go hey, I'm trying to find out how people get qualified as sharp. Do they ever take (laughs) 40-point losses? And I'm like, all right, first off, buddy, I've never called myself sharp. Second off, it all counts the same, right? Uh, I put in a bet, and if it loses by two, and if it loses by 100, guess what? I lose the same amount of money. You lose. (laughs) Yeah, right. So it doesn't matter. And I had another guy go, I don't know why anybody would bet against this team with such a small return. So I was like, no, screw this. I don't care. I'm not afraid. And you know what I did? Plus one fifty on the Clippers when they got smoked by Los Angeles. There you go.
3: There you go, Kelly.
2: Let's go get in on
3: this. There you go. So yeah, I'm on Orlando. I'm. I think you were hinting at liking the
2: Nets side there. I. I. I No, actually, I. I I didn't mean to hint that. I thought it was. I should. I think that's strong for Brooklyn. Uh, Like, I want to make that clear. So, so I kind of circled
3: them ahead of time. Like, I kind of like Brooklyn. Brooklyn, uh, in this game, but then I saw the line right you know what i mean kind of like i think that was maybe the reaction you just had where i was like i think i was expecting the nets to be catching two or three maybe and that was going to be a bet for me uh so nothing nothing there but maybe i that's probably one i'm going to look at in game um and then blazers mavericks is fascinating to me i I don't think there's not much i don't think there's much numbers wise that could point me to to a bet on the mavericks but man I, i i they might be one I, I look at to get in live, either live on them or take a yeah. small piece pregame and then get in live on that Dallas side.
2: So that was one of the games that stuck out to me, and, and I, I feel like I want to go through some of the numbers, but I feel like from a matchup standpoint, that is a matchup in which right. Luca should thrive, right? Yes, like that exactly. should be one of those where Luca uh, should be able to pick whoever he really wants and kind of bully them uh, the right. way he. I kind mean, of does who the, the who the
3: hell is guarding him effectively, right, on yep. that
2: team? I mean, there's nobody. And I want to double check the injury report here, and I don't know if I want to get. I just ranted about one of their players here and how much he stinks and why he's a reason why this team stinks. I will say, the Thunder being favored by about two over Minnesota does stick out to me as a number that's like,
1: <laughs> huh,
2: really? Okay. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, like we
3: didn't think we'd see all year,
2: yeah. Right. And you know me, like some of the philosophy is kind of buying on market lows. Sure. And the Timberwolves have not been playing very well. And they're coming off of a game in which they look terrible. But the thing they're going to have here and the thing that has bothered Oklahoma City Bigger teams can not bother them. Yeah, nobody, nobody's boxing out Rudy Gobert on the Oklahoma City Thunder. You yep. should be able to grab a million rebounds. They should be able to snuff out some of these offensive possessions. And that's that's an interesting matchup. I wonder what the market's going to do there. But Thunder minus one and a half seemed like one where I was expecting it. Like uh, it should be a Timberwolves minus one as opposed to Thunder minus one and a half. So right. um, nothing really crazy. And then we'll see like the other matchups. Like I am tempted to kind of go in and just start f- just like trying to cave the head in of the Golden State Warriors. Right. And just bet against them consistently. Like this should be a game in which James Harden and Joel Embiid absolutely dominate. Um, But I don't know if I want to go there yet. Yeah,
3: that, that's where I think I think I'm going to stay away from that one tomorrow. But I mean, like we talked at the top, I think you got to have Golden State circled almost every time they play as a possible bet against. Man,
2: God, I can't wait. It's going to be great. I'm back in. I got fired up. Come on, yep. let's go. Let's bet against the Celtics every game.
3: Hey, it's Jamie, such a yeah. thrill. it's such a thrill i bet i bet you haven't been keeping track but the past two uh the past two thursdays when we've talked about friday look at lines i believe i'm six and oh on those bets so uh, let's hope that magic one gets home baby let's keep uh, the train rolling
2: now that you brought it up you'll go oh and two or whatever absolutely absolutely
3: (laughs) yeah absolutely you know how that works (laughs)
2: Uh, all right man um well good episode as usual and uh we will reconvene not next week because the holidays are next week what are you doing for christmas are you leaving we have florida baby Right. What's Sitting Christmas by the like pool. in Florida? Like, yeah, I was gonna say, like, oh, it's fantastic. You're getting I'm looking forward to, to 78 degree weather. I was going to say, I feel like at least like, cause I'm a big Christmas guy. Like at least out here, there's no snow, but you can get into the theme of it because it's cold, right? Like it gets really cold. It's like, sure. what is it? Like 40 degrees today? Like it, it gets nice and chilly. I don't know. Wait, I, why I, does that matter though?
3: You can still do it. There's no snow. You do all the same things in Florida that you could
2: do here. Just, you know, comfortably I, without bundling up. I just feel like it has to be cold for Christmas. I don't know. I feel like that would be weird. I don't know if I get in the spirit. I mean, spirit. it's not like you're going ice skating either place. You know what I mean? But you uh... go ice skating. We're actually, I'm taking the wife with the kid. We're gonna go ice skating. So. You're going ice skating. That's, That's right, you guys.
3: All right, never mind.
2: Good for you. All right, man. Well, I know I'll see you. But for the podcast listeners, yep. have a safe trip. Oh, I want to remind our audience, too, by the way, as we go to an awkward silence. Like, rate, <laughs> review, subscribe. It's uh, very important for the life of this podcast. We appreciate it, as always. Love you. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> hit that. Hit that like button, baby.
0: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business,